Hello, friends. It's me, the president of Chickenlandia. Did you know that I have a new book that is now available for purchase? You heard that right. It's called Let's All Keep Chickens, The Down-to-Earth Guide to Natural Practices for Healthier Birds and a Happier World. It's now available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, your local bookstore, and more. For more information on how you can grab your copy, just click the link in the show notes. It's so exciting, I can barely handle it. Okay, on with the show. Welcome to Chickenlandia's 100% friendly podcast, Bok Talk. This show will help you learn all about how backyard chicken keeping can be fun, entertaining, and stress-free. Here's your host, the president of Chickenlandia! Hello, friends! Welcome to Chickenlandia, and welcome to Bok Talk, your 100% friendly backyard chickens show. Guys, I am back with another bonus episode for you. I promise that soon we're going to start back up with our regular podcast, but right now I am knee-deep in writing my book, which will be going to the publisher in November, so I'm I'm only freaking out a little bit. (laughs) Okay, I'm freaking out a lot, but it's getting done. We're getting there, and I really appreciate you guys' patience. Uh, Today we're going to talk about muddy chicken runs. You know you've been there. We're going to talk about bumblefoot. And we're going to talk a little bit about respiratory disease in chickens. So it should be a very interesting uh, short show for you. I know these bonus episodes are a little bit shorter, but they are packed full of wonderful information. I do want you to know that this episode is brought to you by My Favorite Chicken. So my favorite chicken is my favorite one-stop shop for all things chicken. I get my like just regular chicken supplies there, like food and treats, and I get these nesting box pads. And they also have like super fun chicken stuff. Like um, they have like a a chicken bag that I was talking about last week. (laughs) It's like a chicken purse that everybody needs. Literally everyone needs it. (laughs) And just fun, fun chicken stuff. They also have a chicken first aid kit, which I really think everybody should have. So go to myfavoritechicken.com to check them out. And now without further ado, let's start with the episode. So yeah, I got a ton of feedback about how to control mud in your chicken yard. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that. And there's my dog singing again. <laughs> and Zissy, you don't have to sing, honey. I hope he doesn't do it the whole time. <laughs> so he has this thing that he does. I realized that he's not crying. I thought that he was like distressed, but he's not because he'll like do it when he's eating. And, <laughs> and he just is like singing. So... Yeah, I can't pick him up because he is a very special needs dog. He was, uh, it's pretty obvious that there was a lot of severe neglect in his life. So he does not like to be touched uh, pretty much at all. So regarding the mud hack that I am using, for those of you that don't know, 
or that didn't catch my last video. Uh, there's a lot of rain here in the Pacific Northwest. A lot of people up here are dealing with really muddy chicken runs. And I know that they're dealing with that all over the country and across the ocean. People are dealing with that. So uh, my answer to that is to use uh, horse pellets, which is also, it's just like pine bedding that is pelleted. And it's very absorbent. It absorbs the moisture and then it kind of breaks down. And I actually put that underneath some playground chips in in my chicken yard. So a lot of people said, well, uh, the, the horse pellets are expensive or more expensive. Can I use uh, fuel pellets, pine fuel pellets? And I do know some people that have been using those with some success. I don't have personal experience using those. I've only ever used the pelleted bedding. I feel more comfortable using it, but you know, that's just me. I think, um, if you wanted to try the fuel pellets, I would just make sure that the full ingredients list is there and that you know that is 100% pine. There's nothing else in it. And then the other thing to think about is that I'm I'm fairly certain that the pellets will be a little bit less absorbent than the uh, bedding because the bedding is made to it's porous and the the fuel pellets are really, really compact. So, but that being said, I know a lot of people that have used it. So I say, if it works for you, do it. <laughs> do it and come tell me how it worked. Uh, I did have a lot of people say, well, you know, you can use free wood chips and you absolutely can do that. That is a great resource for a lot of people. I definitely recommend doing that. If you can have a resource for free wood chips, do it. That's a great idea. I don't do that here because I, I don't need that that much. I, I'm on a pretty small area of, of land. And the last time I checked, you couldn't, uh, it, it was like they would deliver it and, you know, it would be in your yard and I just don't have anywhere to put them if I'm not going to be using them right away. So for me, it doesn't make that much sense because of the way that my yard is and the size of my yard. But for many people, that makes a lot of sense. So um, I am all for way, you know, inclusive ways for people to use things, sustainable ways for people to use things in their chicken yard. So if you can do that, uh, the pine pellet, Wholesome Root says, the pine pellets expand to cover more area than you think. <laughs> that's that's funny that you say that because in the video, I just like, I got kind of carried away and I used two bags of pine pellets in a, in a fairly small area. Well, that night they expanded so much. So it was fine because then I just raked them around into other areas and it ended up covering a really... Uh, a, a fairly large area for my backyard. But I would suggest that you use them very sparingly because they're really absorbent and they expand. Um, and I, uh, like I said, I went a little overboard. <laughs> I got excited. <laughs> so I do have a question that was submitted from Laura uh, Schooneman. <laughs> Laura Schooneman asked, 
do you know anyone who has dealt with with Bumblefoot? And uh, then we talked a little bit. She asked on uh, one of my community posts. We talked a little bit about it and, and somebody uh, that she knows is dealing with it. So she was asking about it. Yeah, Bumblefoot is not fun. So basically what it is, is it's a it's a staph infection on the chicken's feet and they get it just like in the pad of their feet here. Uh, you can you can tell that it's Bumblefoot because there's usually a black spot in the middle. So it's a big round puffy. It looks like a, um, um, oh gosh, what is the word? And it's an abscess. looks like an abscess. And there's a little dot in the middle, a little black dot. Um, And that's how you know. And usually they'll be, you know, limping. Um, Their foot might be hot because of the infection. Um, So when you see that, you know that that's what it is. It's Bumblefoot. Um, It does have to be dealt with one way or another. It usually will not just go away on its own, and it can get worse. It can turn into a pretty bad infection if you don't deal with it. And, you know, the way that it happens is it's just that the chicken got an injury on their foot, and that's how it, you know, got infected, and that's what happened. So my suggestion, you know, there is a lot of information online about um, performing bumblefoot surgery, um, me in the position that I'm in as a, as a backyard chicken educator, I'm, I'm really hesitant to say you should perform surgery on your chicken at home. <laughs> that doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. It's just not necessarily the first thing that I would say, because there's a lot of liability attached with that. You know, you're, you're actually cutting open a chicken. You have to be really, really careful that you're not introducing new infection or making the problem worse. You know, if you feel confident doing that, I say go for it. There's a lot, many, many tutorials online. There's tutorials on YouTube. Uh, the information is definitely out there. If it were me, uh, what I would do first is to soak the chicken's foot in an Epsom salt bath nightly, warm Epsom salt bath nightly to try and draw the infection out. And then there's also a product. It is a homeopathic product. And if you've been following my channel for a while, you know that I really like using homeopathics. I've been using them for 25 years. Our family has a homeopath. I have, you know, an extensive kit of different homeopathics. I'm really into it. So I feel comfortable using them. This is a a specific product. It's a drawing uh, salve and it's orange and it's called PRID. And I think it's like all capital letters, P-R-I-D. I'm pretty sure you can get it at Walmart. Um, and you can certainly order it online. And uh, it's just a, a homeopathic ointment and it's meant to draw out infection. I know a lot of people that have used it with success. Um, recently, oh gosh, Rock and Sea Homestead used it on their chicken, uh, Bok Bok, spelled B-A-C-H, B-A-C-H. <laughs> their chicken, Bok Bok, was having bumblefoot recurrent recurrent infections. And they, were, they had done surgery on her and it kept coming back. So the last thing they did was this process with the Epsom salts and they used the PRID and the infection came out and it hasn't, as far as I know, it has not been back. Um, I haven't talked to them in about a, w- a week or two. I don't think I was on their last live. 
So uh, they had great success with that. And I do have other friends that had great success with that. So that would be the first thing I would do. That's my recommendation um, as not a, as someone who is not a vet, but uh, I'm telling you what I would do first before consulting a veterinarian or doing other things that are more invasive at home. Uh, I got a question from the channel E. Why? And uh, this person has been sub to my channel for a while. They sent me a question recently says, I'm interested in rescuing some hens. Thank you for that. From the horrible conditions that egg farms have. How should I begin my quest? So this was an interesting question because I know that in the UK, it is so, uh, so much easier to find resources so that you can adopt chickens that are from fam uh, from uh, factory farms, and I see them all the time on Twitter. I've you know I have a lot of friends over in the UK, and they have uh, what they call ex battery hens, hens that would used to live in battery cages. So, unfortunately, here in the states, I don't see as many resources for that. And I did ask around and do a little bit of research. What I have found, and definitely in our area, the best route to take, at the beginning at least, is to contact a local animal sanctuary, specifically a local farm animal sanctuary, and ask them if they have any resources for you. And they might actually have chickens that are coming from those circumstances um, so that would be where I would start. I know here in, uh, in Whatcom County and the surrounding counties, uh, there's one, oh, I can't remember the name. I actually went there and interviewed them <laughs> and there's a video all about it. Uh, Chicken Mama Farm. I just adopted a young Rhode Island red hen who has a crooked beak. Oh, she's such a chatterbox. I love her. That is adorable. <laughs> Homesteading the hard way says, Chris, always doctors are animals for the small stuff. That's good when you have the, um, you know, when you have that ability. And uh, I, a lot of times will consult with farmers uh, like you guys and, uh, you know, get as much information as I can. And that's the best that we can do. Uh, the garden, my garden and the dinosaurs who live there, Dahlia, when my horses had foot abscesses, we use commercially available poultices. I wonder if that would work with hens. I, I don't see why not. I guess it would depend on what, you know, what was in what the ingredients were. But um, I would say go for it. You know, I mean, it's the same. It's the same kind of concept. And that's really, you know, what a doctor would tell you if you have an abscess. And it's not horribly infected where you would need antibiotics. The doctor would probably say, you need to soak that two or three times a day in warm water, you know, until it draws itself out. Uh, Brilliant Creatures asks, I have a hen who is due to start laying this winter. Will she start laying in winter or will she hold off until the spring? You know, she will start, she will likely start to lay depending on how old she is. Once the days start getting a little bit longer. So it could be pretty soon. Um, I have some that took a few couple months off. and Now they're starting again because the days are getting a little bit longer. 
It might be a little while yet, but I would say it's probably sooner than rather than later, uh, depending on how, old, on how old she is. So I got another question that was submitted via YouTube from Terry R. Uh, they said there are some concerns about certain EOs, essential oils, with dogs and especially cats. Are there any essential oils that we need to worry about with chickens? Um, I will tell you uh, the information in the <laughs> in this. That's my dog. I'm just going to keep saying that. The information uh, regarding essential oils on chickens is fairly limited. Um, I play it very safe with essential oils and chickens. I don't put any on my chickens because there's a lot of them that really need to be diluted a lot and they can hurt their skin. So I don't do that. If I have a chicken that has a respiratory issue going on, I will put a few drops of very safe essential oils like uh, peppermint, eucalyptus, lemon, something very gentle um, that can help with respiratory issues. Lavender is a good one. And I'll put, you know, a combination of that on a paper towel and I will hang it in the coop. Another way you could do that is, you know, I know that there's like these essential oils, these little um, like medallions and you can put a few drops of it and hang it somewhere. If there's like necklaces, you can hang one of those in the coop. And that's what I do. I, I'm just really uh, cautious and gentle with it. Uh, Wholesome, Roots at, Wholesome Roots asked, are you familiar with VetRx? And I am. There's So there's a product called VetRx. The product is advertised as something that you can put into their water. You, you can put it on their faces. I will say that, you know, f- from what I know, from my limited knowledge of essential oils, VetRx has camphor in it. And that is a a very strong essential oil. For example, I don't diffuse that in our home because it's really, really strong. And people have different opinions about that. That's something that some information that I got uh, from one of my natural doctors. So um, I actually don't use VetRx, but I don't, I mean, I'm not like against it because um, I have used it before, but for me, I just like to take a more gentle route and I don't give them anything like that internally. So um, I use homeopathics and the, you know, if there's a, like a respiratory thing going on, I will use homeopathics and I will use essential oils. I use them apart from each other because homeopathics don't do well if you use them with essential oils. They're kind of counter um, indicated. And that has worked for me with respiratory stuff. So this is another case where it's like, look, you know, if you if you are wanting to put essential oils on them, my recommendation would be you need to talk to a professional about that. It would be great if you could find a holistic chicken vet. Not really. Yeah, uh, there's not a lot uh, many of those around. I know because I really would love to work with one. I do work with I consult with a holistic vet tech that works with chickens and a lot of my research, um, she helps me with it. Um, and I consult with her on a lot of some of these questions. 
Wholesome Root says, I use it under wings for respiratory and on goats' backs for life's preventative. That's interesting. So does it have, does, or I'm, I'm assuming you're talking about VetRx. I can't remember if it has tea tree. So would that be, of course it has uh, many other herbs that would keep, you know, the, the bugs away. But I'm, I was wondering if it had tea tree. Peldon Life with Cat says, my husband jokes that I am pre-seasoning them. I assume that means you're putting oregano on them. So uh, my very long-winded answer is that I play it very safe with essential oils. Camphor, wholesome roots of camphor. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, I play it very safe, but I do think that there's a lot of value in some very gentle essential oils, especially with respiratory stuff. And of course, I use herbs. If you've been following my channel, you know that I use herbal blends in my coop. They're not, it's not essential oil, so it's not as strong, but it's like the whole herb. And that helps to repel lice and mites and um, you know, it makes smells nice, keeps the ammonia down, all that great stuff. So I'm definitely a somebody who likes to use essential oils and herbs and homeopathics and all that natural stuff. So, but with that comes a lot of responsibility and I have to do a lot of research. So that's always my, my recommendation is to do some some research and know what the risks are and then go, go for it. (laughs) So my friends, if you have questions that you want me to answer live on my Bok Talk show, please submit them. The best way to do that is to go to my website and fill out the contact form. There's a drop down menu that says, ask a chicken question. (laughs) It's very easy to submit a question. So if you do that, it's great. Um, It's better for me to get the questions beforehand so that I can answer them because sometimes things go very quickly on the chat and I will miss your question. So thank you guys so much. Please give my live show a thumbs up if you love chickens. And I hope you guys have a great week. And remember, you're always welcome in Chickenlandia. Dahlia Monterosso, also known as the president of Chickenlandia, is a backyard chicken educator in Northwest Washington. To submit your question to Bok Talk, visit welcometochickenlandia.com. We'll see you next time. Bokoo!